<laughs> you making me laugh? I can't even start. All right. Three, two, one. are now listening to the duo sports and stuff podcast here are your hosts deontay epps and dane beasley hello and welcome to episode episode 26 of the duo sports and stuff podcast dane is making me laugh so i am currently you got episode 27 in the notes no i don't (laughs) <laughs> no, I'm just playing. I'm just, I'm oh, just he, oh, you got me. <laughs> Once again, Dan is back in his usual form. Oh, you, um, I, I the last few that. episodes. Yeah, the last few episodes, we've had some guests on a roll, man. So I hope our listeners aren't disappointed that it's just us, the duo back in action. We've had uh, our boy Scott, of course, Jay Billis, and then... On the last episode, Trey Wingo joined the podcast, and he was great. And he left you a, left you a little note, Dane. Yeah. <laughs> little message. Yeah. yeah. Message, if you yeah. will. But we appreciate those guys joining us for those episodes. And thank you, the listeners, for tuning in once again. I know it's been a while, but I am back at school in the in-person stage, so it's been kind of busy for for me and then Dane is working as well in his school district. So, you know, we're trying to make time and balance everything out, making sure that we have our ducks in a row, but we appreciate you guys joining us again. So my brother, thank you again for coming back to the pod. How you been, my friend? I've been pretty good, man. You know, just uh, doing this little thing called life uh, here and there, but you know, it's, it feels good to be back. feels good to be back. Um, Got a lot of, Fun stuff to talk about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Feels good to have my guy back, duo back in action. Um, it feels weird though. On, a little weird. Yeah. A little weird. Not weird being back, like- weird being back in with football on. Like it doesn't seem like <laughs> oh. it's supposed to be on. <laughs> yeah. I was that's one of my questions for you, man. Like did you ever you ever think we'll be at this point, like where we're watching no. football on TV with everything that's gone on this year? No, I didn't think that it was gonna start on time. I didn't think that we it's one thing for them to cancel preseason. It's another thing for us to actually have a season following no preseason. So it's just I guess it's just new waters. But right. I don't I'm still standing by my prediction that season we're not gonna make it past week four but you know oh well there were there were no positives uh covet tests as of yeah. yesterday from not one player yeah, i guess but it's, it's yeah. week one we'll see it's week happens. one yeah. um and true. and if you're listening we're recording this at 6 30 central time p.m on sunday so we've seen a bunch of games already and for for one man, it it you could tell that in a lot of these games the players have not played any preseason games. You see a lot of sloppy play going on, a lot of interceptions, fumbles, up, if you will, sacks. upsets. Up, yeah, oh, upsets. Yes, yes, upsets galore, and that that goes for college football as well. Um, mm-hmm. Do you think that? having the preseason games being canceled and going straight in the, I guess it's kind of an obvious question. Have you noticed a lot of it being affected just going straight in the regular season? We see a, or from the games that I've watched so far, the main thing I've noticed is that we've seen a lot of conservative games, a lot of check downs, if you will, very uh, low number of air yards and that sort of thing. Leaning, leaning on the run game more so. And the, the games that I've watched, that's one thing I've noticed, but um, the intensity is still there. Um, we still have. It's another thing that's weird about it is the no fans. I mean, no, it's not part of your question, but I don't. I don't think it's that big of a deal, other than us missing out on the the possibility of, um, you know, seeing those hidden gems, the undrafted guys, some of the later round guys, even seeing some of the potential uh, bust guys. We, we didn't get that opportunity, but it's, I mean, it seems like it's moving along. Okay. I mean, we're pretty much what 90% of the games out of the way already pretty much. Right. At this point, I like two, two left. After, yeah. Two after Monday tonight. or tonight. And then the two Monday night games tomorrow. So 
Right. Mm. And and what to go you? back on what you said said about the fans, I think that for the viewer, you won't you probably won't really notice it unless you know they do those camera shots where the stadium is just empty. But for the players, I don't think they really I mean, they're professionals. And I'll, and I'll go back to what I heard from um Mac Brown, who's the uh, coach of North Carolina, he had told his players, and I know that's college, but what he said kind of resonated with me. And he had told his players, you know, you know, the fans aren't out there, but this is where you really find out who really loves the game of football because, mm. you know, you, you're that's what the game is really about. Just what who is playing in between the lines. They always tell you to block out everything else, but what's in between the lines. So you're really seeing that from the players and you know they had I think they had oh yeah the Jacksonville game was the only other game today that had the fans in attendance but for the most part as a viewer and that kind of goes along to what we saw with the bubble games we didn't really notice that it wasn't a crowd unless they did those um camera shots you know zoom mm-hmm. out where they show the reporter Showing that's literally the, the in the stands holding the babies bouncing the babies on their knees and stuff <laughs> yeah, so or the, uh, the cardboard cutouts at some stadiums that they do for fans and stuff like that so um <laughs> yeah. in general it's and i will say it's been i agree with you that i don't i didn't think we would get to this point seeing football on the screen and i hope that the players it seems like right now they're doing what it takes to stay out of um, or practice social distancing and doing what's right to not come up positive on a test. So playing the game um, the right way, the way that it was intended <laughs> to be played is what you're trying right? to get to. Yeah. So any, uh, any of these games that you saw so far today that came out and was like, wow, I did not expect that. I got one in mind already. But Absolutely. <laughs> this one, of course, was by no type of uh, shock or anything like that, but it hails all the way from the dirty, dirty NFC East. Uh, the huh. matchup that I'm referring to here is the Washington football team and the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, to my surprise, How you the, lose to a team ain't got no nickname. <laughs> ain't got no mascot. Ain't no it's mascot. Just, <laughs> I seen a funny well, you joke. You lost on, to a football team. Basically. Yeah, a, a questionable one at that, but we've seen this type of play from the Philadelphia Eagles before, so we shouldn't be all that surprised. However, the the way that the game started and the way that the game ended just lets you know that it's there are four quarters to the football game, and if you you know win one quarter, that's fine. But there's still three other quarters that could possibly be you know the tides could turn as we saw in that game. So that one took me by surprise because I the one thing I knew going into the game. Uh, Washington's front seven was going to make or break whatever happened. And that Chase Young cat, that's the real deal. Like, and it's scary because there's so much depth on that, on that defensive line. But, um, you know, shout out to them for getting their first dub and still have no idea what their plans are for their team mascot or lack thereof or what, but. I seen some jokes flying around about them being called, you know, WTF, like what the F. Um, so there's that. They might go with that. I don't know. But it's just it was still weird. Like even seeing it on the TV guide, it said the Philadelphia Eagles versus the Washington football team. I was just like, that is so strange. So Mm-mm-mm. what about you? What, you know what? what was your so, what was your W2, WTF moment? So so, you know, I am not a prideful guy, Dane. I can admit what? when I'm wrong. Really? And I know as soon as I say this, you're going to rip me up. But hmm. hold on, let's see I'm if let's, say it. let's see if I can stoop <laughs> let's see if I can stoop down to your low level and and try to guess where you're going with this. Why is it that, have why I got to be so low? <laughs> oh, because of the the low jokes that you guys made about my boy. I think I know where you're going with this. <laughs> I hope it didn't uh, shorten your expectations. You're getting getting warmer. (laughs) I'm going to just keep this nice and short. Um, I believe the team that you might, or the matchup you might be referring to would be the team that required, I believe, the number one or number two best receiver in the league right now. Am I in the ballpark in the neighborhood in the cul-de-sac? Where are we? Okay. You're in the neighborhood. You're going right down the street. Go ahead and tell on yourself then. Let everybody else know how you you and Scott was wrong. So it's only one game, but I was very impressed with Kyler Murray leading the Cardinals today 
Uh, when you hear this, it'll be yesterday, Sunday night, Sunday afternoon against the um, defending NFC champions, the San Francisco mm. 49ers. He had uh, he went 26 of 40, 230 touchdown, ran for 91 yards and a touchdown. And of course, being the smart quarterback that he is, he fed his most prized possession in uh, mm-hmm. DeAndre Hopkins, 14 catches, 151 yards. And more importantly, they got the W. So, they did so yeah, mm-hmm. Kyler Crazy. Murray and the guy that I put him under, Carson Wentz, struggled. So, you know, I'm I got I got the egg on my face right now. I'm not I'm yeah. not gonna lie. Looking real foolish. <laughs> Looking yeah. real foolish. But it's it's okay because we all make mistakes. We all make mistakes. Yeah. We all but, fall but short. It's of one, the- game. <laughs> one game. Yeah, yeah, true, one true. game. True. True. One game to a season we have no idea if we're going to get to the end of. So if it ends up getting canceled from week two to, you know, the end of the season, then we're going to have to sit by, hey, Kyler Murray was a better quarterback this year based on the the, the film, the 48 snaps that we've seen him take. So I'm, I'm glad that you admitted that, that you were wrong. Uh, next up on my bucket list is getting Scott to do the same thing. I'll give him some time since both of it – well, not both of his teams lost. One of his teams lost. The other one won. So I'll give him some time. Oh, yeah, time, Cam but- – Cam balled Cam. out too. Well, his numbers weren't crazy, yeah. but hey, he did what he does, man. Two mm-hmm. touchdowns on the ground. I was honestly, I was torn because I've I won't say I've hated the Patriots for so long, but there was me being a Bronco fan, we always faced them. It seemed like in the AFC championship, so it was like mm-hmm. a rivalry there. But face with I like Cam a like lot in this matchup. I know you just ripped me there, but it's cool. <laughs> The, the, we beat him the last time when it mattered with Peyton. So, oh, uh, okay. <laughs> and where'd that but get you guys Cam, right now? Hey, <laughs> hey I'm tomorrow night it goes down. Tonight, tonight. Uh, to see Cam, Cam. Back to doing Cam things, rushing the ball and ball control, doing what he does was was impressive to see. So happy for Cam. One and zero. One and zero. That's dope. How do you feel? How do you feel about these Cowboys? Uh, tonight, my guy. Mm, I have very low expectations. Like uh, I have the past three seasons. Um, uh, I think a lot of people were really on their high horse about the performance we put on last year. We're not supposed to win that game, but the athleticism of the players more than anything stood out last year. But we all know you can't carry over the same expectations and the same type of mindset that you have from previous year because um, uh, one thing that's different about football than all the other professional sports is there's a lot of transaction, a lot of movement between years. And of course, that's even more so this time uh, because of COVID-19 and its effect on the player building and or team building for that matter. So I don't know. I think it'll be a close game, maybe one or two position game uh, in favor of the Dallas Cowboys. But it, it won't be anything to make us go, wow, this team is you know, far and above and beyond what we've seen last year. And I'm put an asterisk beside that because this is all contingent on the fact that we have a brand new sheriff in town. Uh, we don't have a guy that sits on the sideline and, and claps to Five the days. amazement of a, a turnover for our team and anything like that. But we have an, an actual bona fide Super Bowl winning head coach. So mm. it's never been done before. There's never been a coach that won the Super Bowl ring with two different franchises. So We'll see if history will be made. Uh, I'm not going to jump to any type of guns, but I'd like to see four good games um, with Dak Prescott, see what he's like under a different coach. Still has the same uh, offensive coordinator. We still got Kellen Moore, uh, Kellen Babyface Moore there, so no surprise there. But mainly want to see what Dak does underneath the new guy, and then, of course, I want to see what type of defense we can have to complement the offense because it's the defense as well as the special teams have been – bottom feeders of the NFL the past few years, last year in particular. So uh, I still I'm, I'm, oh my bad go ahead. Go ahead. No, I cut you off. Go ahead. My my last point. Aaron Donald is a a man child. Like I don't there we're I'm gonna be watching him the entire game. When we're on offense, I will be watching Aaron Donald just to see how they try to contain this guy again because it's they did a good job of it last year. I don't think that's you can't consistently do that two years in a row, in my opinion. So I'll, I'll be looking forward to seeing that. And, of course, seeing the the legend that's about to unfold beneath us or in front of our eyes of C- uh, Sidarian Lamb. So 
we'll see. I'm excited for sure to see the Cowboys offense under Mike McCarthy because all of those that I mean that time he had with Aaron Rodgers and I know Aaron Rodgers is Hall of Famer and all of that but you know they were a good match together and you know they made magic won a Super Bowl like you said and put up numbers in Green Bay so I'm definitely excited to see what he could do with Dak and of course feels like Dallas has always had weapons um, for these past few seasons. So for him to have those tools and uh, Kellen Moore, uh, how do you feel about Kellen Moore? I believe like he, well, according to Mike McCarthy, I think he has said he's letting, you know, Kellen do his thing as far as calling the plays. Am I right? Right. Isn't he yeah. like Kellen call the it's plays? It's going to be Kellen's show um, pretty much. Oh, sorry about that. Yeah. Do you feel comfortable him calling the shots? It seems like he did a pretty good job last year. He did a pretty good job, except for that Saints game, the Minnesota Vikings game, and if I'm not mistaken, it was some the Pats game. When and that might have been more so Jason Garrett taking over, but he, definitely the Saints game. He looked like a deer in headlights uh, when the offense stalled and they 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 just looked all sorts of off key. So I am more confident based on the way that might. Uh, <laughs> I was about to say money Mike because that's what Jesse Holly calls him. He calls him money or freaky Mike and money Mike sometimes too. But based on the the way that McCarthy has been running the show, um, he's a, a he's a, a super alpha as compared to what we had when Jason Garrett was was doing the thing. Everything is a little bit different from the way that he you know is a or not a signing, but the way that they're going about with the team captains and the way that they're going about the. You know, the media circus when they go on these press conferences and stuff like that. And just the way that he's uh, approached Jerry Jones. So there's not too many people that will stand up to Jerry Jones. So and he's one of those guys that has done that consistently from what we've seen here in the Dallas media. So I think when it comes to that time when the offense is stalling, there will be a time where Mike McCarthy steps in and says, you know what, I'm going to take over. You know, get out the car, hop in the passenger seat. I'm going to drive for a little bit. So I, I, I think that would I hope it doesn't happen. In that way, but if it does, we'll we'll know that there indeed is a new sheriff in town, and it's just not another yes man. Um, and, and you know, you know how right. that thing goes, right? To uh, stay along with the Cowboys, Dane, the <laughs> lucky day, <laughs> yeah. Dak, <laughs> Dak Prescott <laughs> was in the news, and it was because of a guy that works for Fox Sports. Uh, the guy that we should we mention his name? Do we say? Do we not? All right, we won't say it. Not that he'll ever listen to this, but we we. I don't care about that fool. I'm just saying we don't want to give that dude no more views or clicks or anybody to go try to find a video (laughs) on YouTube. Get that clown. So this guy that works on this show on Fox Sports, uh, basically, well, let me rewind. Dak Prescott. What was the year? Was it this year or last year? Dan, he lost his brother. Was it this year? This was a few months ago. This is a few months ago. Uh, About March, maybe, I think. March or April. Right. Yeah. So Dak Dak Prescott's brother took his own life this year. And um, Dak Prescott had basically to uh, put it in a few words, saying he was, you know, struggling with that, struggling with the quarantine and mm-hmm. didn't feel like working out and, you know, mental health type issues that, you know, people go through in life. Right. It's just a part of certain people's life dealing with issues that are heavy. Like, yeah, this is absolutely. not to be understated. Certain things like this are heavy. And so and that's Dak okay. was basically saying that. Right. And it's definitely OK. And this guy from Fox Sports had said Basically, that he should suck it up and rise above it. These aren't leadership qualities. These aren't leadership qualities. Yeah, not leadership qualities. He should rise above as the quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys, overcome like he overcame certain things in his life. Self up by his bootstraps. Yeah, yeah, that's what he said. And so that particular Fox Sports analyst was under fire, rightfully so, for the things that he said and came out with, he what he called an apology but it wasn't really an apology so it's more like of this is why i said this kind of thing and so that was something that of course shouldn't have been said and for for you would think that in a time like this with everything that's going on in 2020 that people should understand the weight of their words you should Right. Yeah. The weight of their words, like 
why are you even saying this? Why in this climate? Like, yeah. why are you even saying like if even if he felt like this, right? Or, right or did wrong. you even he, say this out loud to yourself? Did you yeah, take the time? Like, you you go over your notes, you look at your stats. Okay, this is what I want to talk about. Did you take the time to say what you said out loud, maybe to your wife or to your kids? Oh, yeah, it's kids. Oh, yeah, it's kids. I think he has kids. Or did, did you just freelance this thinking that you, you know you knew what you were talking about and it was acceptable? We're not, you know, saying that. Oh, you you, you got to be careful. Walk on the eggshells and what you say, but there are consequences for what you say. And a lot of times, sometimes, or a lot of times, you can be right about the criticisms that you have of an athlete. However, there's some things that you just can't and shouldn't touch. You can't, you shouldn't touch or talk about the mental illnesses that these players go through or these that they have been comfortable enough to speak about. The kids are off, obviously off limits. You shouldn't be talking about anybody's kids. Um, and another thing, you shouldn't criticize a person or you shouldn't criticize that particular person based on something they said in an interview is, is deep and delicate is what Dak said. So it's surrounded by tragedy. That type of thing is not nobody saying you can't, talk about it, but to criticize it the way that he did and downplay it the way that he did, that's very harmful to people that are in a similar situation that may be in that place where they want to speak up and say something to possibly a professional or to a family member, but yeah. that very thing that, you know, the very thing, harmful thing that you said might have discouraged them otherwise. So, Right. It yeah. seems like everybody else is rallying around Dak. Um, I'm sure a Which lot of people strange. reached out to him. It's strange <laughs> seeing. You think so? I'm a Washington Redskins, or formerly Washington Redskins fan, and I can't stand the Cowboys. But dang it, you can't talk about somebody like that. I'm like, what? What is? Yeah, it's a Twilight Zone, and it's the support he got from all these other fan bases is cool. I just hope and anticipate this isn't just one of those things that everyone hops on just to hop on, but it's, you know, it's, it's genuine. It's about, yeah. And it, the next time an athlete, whoever it is, regardless of what background they come from, what type of stardom they have behind them, if their mental is attacked in such a way that Dex was, I hope that the same type of camaraderie, the same type of team, teamwork and the same type of, we all got your back comes up. Because, you know, we've seen we've also seen the other ugly side of this coin is when something trendy comes up and people try to hop on it. And it's like, yeah, let's do it for the sake of get these likes and all this type of stuff. So I think for sure that's that's like something like it's one of those like you had mentioned, it's like a sensitive like even if it's sensitive, like coming thinking about how you would say something like that, like Mm -hmm. like he should have known like. Coming out of his mouth, something like that is just like not. Shannon tried to check I didn't him. I even think about Shannon him, tried right. to check him, but it was like, I think it was the damage is already done. Like, like, damn, Skip, like you said a number of things that have been very controversial in the past. A lot of people chalked it up to you being a senile old man. But this, this right here, this right here. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so Shout out to Dak, though, man. Uh, yeah. Hopefully. Seems like, like I said, they got he's getting a lot of. um support from around the league around the world so good for him good for him want to do predictions my guy oh if that's what you want to call it let's do it let's go We're going to be better, (laughs) y'all. Next on the next podcast. On the next on the next episode. Yeah. Yeah, we'll be better. So (laughs) have some integrity. (laughs) Scumbags. Let's let's (laughs) (laughs) be like, y'all not even real. Y'all don't even y'all just say stuff and don't back it up. You expect us to listen to your podcast and you don't even go back and listen to what you said. Dang right. (laughs) <laughs> All right. My bad. Uh MVP. I'll go first. 
I, I guess it's kind of, I promise, I promise. Before I saw him play today, I was going to say him anyway. Nobody's going to believe it, though, because we've already seen the week one games. But I'm going, I'm going Russell, Russell Wilson, man, as the MVP. Mm. Um, and we'll get to the other pick later. But yeah, Russell Wilson, MVP. He, uh, he, I think he's going to be on a mission this year. The defense mm. is going to help him out a lot more. Question will be the O line, of course, and how well they'll protect him. But today, against the Falcons, he did or they held him up pretty well. But um, today, he threw for four touchdowns, thirty-one to thirty-five, three twenty-two. Uh, he went, insane. he went insane, man. Yeah, um, off. And uh, having Jamal Adams on the defensive side will help them Possessed. stay in games. Yeah, so that guy is pretty much, you know, you'll see why. Seattle wanted them so much, and they're using them how they use Cam Chancellor yep. during the Legion of Boom years. So. Box close yeah, to the line. I got, I got, um, I got Russell Wilson, man. Who you got for MVP? MVP. I'm going to go with my boy Patrick Mahomes because of the very thing that you said about Russell Wilson and the Seahawks. You said, and I quote, or something to that fashion. I hope that offensive line protects him type of deal. That's something you said about a few moments ago. I apologize if I didn't quote you exactly. Sue me. Um, that has to be consistent. We we knew that Russ had some some injury you know bugs in the past, and that's prevented him from staying on the field consistently. And that's okay because he's literally been carrying the team on his back, which is fine. It looks like. Um. Dang, I forgot what I was going to say. Uh, it looks like Pete Carroll. That's what I was going to say. It looks like Pete Carroll has mm. turned, like, I guess his character arc in this TV show, he's reached the peak of it because he realized, I don't know, running a running back in that averages less than four yards a carry into the middle of the offensive line over and over again just doesn't help the offense. So mm-hmm. him uh, putting the ball in his quarterback's hands consistently and letting him go downfield is exactly what, I'm sure the, the the Seattle Seahawks fan base has been dying to see because they know he's capable of it. Right. So for that very reason, if we're going to stick with this pass heavy offense in Seattle, I just don't think it's sustainable over time, not because of uh, his lack of ability, but just because of the durability and the ineffectiveness of the offensive line over time. So for that very reason, I'm going to have to go with our guy, Patrick Mahomes. He's going to be the MVP this year. Um, and I stand by that. We've seen the clinic they put on, that entire offense put on. And um, it always seems like they could turn it on and turn it off whenever they yeah. want to, which as a Bronco fan, I do not like that. Cause <laughs> I feel like we're going to have to always be on to keep up with them. But yeah. <laughs> and I appreciate you for bringing that up because I love a good segue. The second reason why I selected that MVP is because I know we'll paint you 12, <laughs> maybe eight to 12 weeks from now when we're on the podcast talking about how they ripped y'all up, you know, and then a second no. half comeback type of deal. So no, Furthermore, building his case as an MVP, but that offense is electric and it's beautiful. And I don't know how teams are going to stop it outside of the Chiefs Hyde stopping Edwards themselves, Alea, bro. Yeah, bro. He looked like a grown he man. He looked like I was. I I don't know who I mentioned this to, but I was like, man, it looked like he'd been playing in the league for years. Like, yeah, <laughs> he just he looked like a season running like between the tackles. Ball. You know, he remind me of uh, Doug Martin back in the day. Mm, I was thinking of uh, uh, Marius Jones-Drew without all the oh, yeah. the extra stuff. Uh, yeah, I can see that. <laughs> see that. But that's who I got is my is my MVP. Um, that's what I'm going. All right, with. and that's the answer my I'm home, sticking with. My homeboy. All right, so uh, <laughs> all right, playoff teams, my guy. Uh, you can start AFC, NFC. It don't matter. We got the same number of playoff spots as last year, or, or is that take no? It's just the first no, we, round by. We have seven teams in the playoffs in each conference now. Okay. I keep thinking that extra game is going to start this year and then the playoff starts next year. So it's the other way around. Opposite. The extra game yep. starts next year and then the playoffs yep. starts this year. Okay. I'm going to start with the AFC. My seven teams, <clears throat> no particular order. I have the Chiefs. I have the Ravens. I have the Bengals. I have the Titans, the Patriots, 
Let me say four or five. That's five. Five. Okay. I'm going to go with Jesus. It's kind of hard. I'm going to go with also, you know, I'm going to get the Broncos in there. And my wild card, I'm going to get the Bills getting in there again. Not wild card game, but it's like it's my wild card to like shake shake, shake things Chief up, even though they Ravens. Bengals. I like the yeah, Bengals pick. Yeah, I like yeah, that. They should have won that game today. They, they the really should have. They should have. And that's why I put them in there because they're going to be like, that's going to be the team that everyone counts out because of the way that they started this season. But it's going to be okay. There is promise based on the way that that man played. Um, that's my AFC. NFC, woo, okay, I'm going to go Saints, Buccaneers, Packers, Cardinals, Seahawks, Cowboys, and last but certainly not least, the Giants. The, the Giants, yes. the Giants are my wild card. Wow, I know, and, and not wild wow. card isn't they're going to make the wild card game, but wild card isn't like what the hell are they doing? Just belonging wild. in that team, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's it's going to be some some a, a nasty, ugly coming down to the last yard type of game that's going to get them into the playoffs, and then relying on two other teams to to help them get in as well. But it's going to be a, a series of events because we have new coaching staff there and we have an, a seasoned mediocre clapper on that staff as well. So it's just going to be their type of gear to get into the playoffs when nobody expects them at all. So those are my teams. I'm sticking with it. Um, let me write that down unless you wrote it down already. I got you already. Oh, you already, oh man, this guy's. It's, I'm going to get you a raise, I my am, guy. I am on it. Pay me. <laughs> Pay me. All right. No doubt. I like those picks, Dane. Um, <laughs> where's the butt? I know it's coming. The Bengals. That Bengals oh. pick got me thinking. Yeah. I so know. It's I'm just go, seven. I, when you go through it, you're going to be like, wait a minute. I got three more people yeah. I got to put in here. So, yeah. So, yeah. I'm going to go. Hold on. Let me see if you pick. Oh, yeah. You picked the Titans. Okay. I was going to say, you ain't picked nobody from the AFC South. Okay, AFC, AFC, bro. I'm gonna go Patriots, Bills, Ravens, Steelers. Are you typing this down, or you want me to type it down? Could you just put it like in our notes? Yeah, yeah, I got you, I got you, I got you. Uh, where the hell do you have this? Oh, okay, my bad. All right, so say that one more time. Yeah, yeah, Chiefs, Ravens, Bills, Pats. Yes, yes. Okay. Uh, Okay, so I got. I got Bills, Patriots, Ravens, Steelers. Ooh, steel curtain. Okay. Got I got Steel City bouncing back. Sean's gonna like that. Okay. Um, I got Houston. Ew. That's five on purpose. Uh, the Chiefs and my so Broncos. You got six. You got Chiefs, Ravens, Bills, Pats, Steelers, and Texans so far. And Broncos. And the Broncos. Broncos. Okay. Broncos. The Broncos, baby. We're coming back strong and better than ever. Okay. I thought you were <laughs> including NFL teams, like actual NFL teams. Boy. Boy. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Right. <laughs> NFC. NFC. We're going to go Dallas. Why you guys Green Bay. Okay. Cowboys, Packers, Saints, Seahawks. Okay. Rams on purpose, okay. That's five. You got two Vikings. Oh, and Tom Brady's gonna get in there, of course. So I got the oh, Tampa Bay. Okay, I thought they'd get Gronk more involved today than they did, but Gronk, this is just oh, yeah, that but man, I don't want to say he washed, but they thought it was gonna be just week one one way, we'll say it's it's the other way. Oh. I'll say it's preseason. How about that? Give him that pre give him that week one bypass. <laughs> Go ahead, brother. <laughs> you better than me. <laughs> so those are our playoff teams, Dave. But now let's talk about who we think is gonna host the Lombardi. Oh, okay. I'm going so, to go. Oh, my bad. Go ahead. Go ahead, brother. Go ahead, brother. Oh, thank you. Thank you, my friend. I'm gonna go Seahawks Chiefs. 
My mm. MVP candidate versus your MVP candidate. Oh, is that right? Is and that I, right? But, but, but I got the Chiefs winning, man. I got them going back to back. Okay. So me, I had a really hard time thinking about this um, because I couldn't find a team so far based on what we've seen with such a balanced team. That means all three phases, offense, defense, special teams. So I just went with the Kansas City Chiefs versus a familiar face. One might say uh, the first coming, the Green Bay Packers. Oh, so it's going to be a good matchup. I, I want to see that. I would like to see that. So, and it's going to go in the favor of one gunslinger. With a crazy arm all talent. The all the anticipation is killing me inside. <laughs> Patrick Mahomes is going to lead his team to another Super Bowl victory. Mm. Oh, we're in the grants. This year. It's just like, man, how, as much as I hate to say it, like, they have, their team might be better than they were last year. That team is better. Uh, it's harder to they match got up. Basically, yeah, they got basically everyone back. Mm-hmm. Mahomes is more seasoned. He said he's reading the playbook better, reading the progressions better. Yeah, that can only mean. Clicked. He said on the shop that I mean, it finally clicked for him. Yeah, barring injuries, like how can you pick against Kansas City? So, What team defensively I mean, that we've seen so far can match up with them and slow them, not saying stop them, but slow them down? Realistically, mm. like let's let's throw the, out of the playoff teams we picked in the AFC. Would, uh oh, okay. Um, Ravens. Okay, I'd say the Ravens. Oh, that's true. Mm, that, that, that's defense that's might be able to match up with them, but will that offense wake Maybe. up? Because they they came out like they were still true. asleep last year. Remember, and no and no and no disrespect to Lamar Jackson, we have not said his name once on this podcast. He went off today as well, and. He already said he's on a mission. So if anybody can knock off KC, I, I would the say the Ravens. I got you. Because their defense, you know, is complete. one of the top in the yeah, top in the league. You got Lamar Jackson on the offensive side of the ball that can he can put up points. If they get that running game going, they can put up points. And they were throwing the ball a lot today too. So first hundred yards in the Ravens. NFL before halftime. Right. I, I, I'd say the Ravens, bro, that can give them at least a run for their money. But okay. other than that, I, I haven't seen a team. You know, we haven't seen the other six teams with the game tonight and then the two Monday night games. But that's that's all I've seen so far. But it's still early. But if, if I would say the Ravens the only team that can give them a chance, but I think it's KC's to lose. Gotcha. And question for... Anyone that's listening to this, when would it be appropriate for us to revisit this list? Would it be on a, a four week basis or during the, you know, the midseason mark or a few yeah, weeks before playoffs? Like when is the best time for us to revisit this list, possibly make the edits to it if possible? Like I would like to know because sometimes sometimes Deontay might not have to have the best ideas and sometimes <laughs> Dane might not have the best ideas. More than likely, you guys have much better ideas than we do. So. Let us know. Yeah. Let us know. Please, please do. We shall revisit this later. To our um, before we get to our put on segment, Dane sure. last podcast I was on with Trey, mm-hmm. and that was literally right after we found out about Chadwick Bozeman. And um, I know you and I talked about it for a while oh, yeah. and messaged and talked about it. And on that episode with Trey, I kind of talked about what 
his legacy meant to me. And mm-hmm. so I don't give you the opportunity, man, to kind of talk about Chadwick and what he brought to this world and the light he left on this earth. Man. Well, uh, first things first, you know, shout out to Chadwick Boseman and the many people that he inspired with the legacy that he left behind. And hopefully his family is, is, is doing well. I know the, the grieving process, it, it's, it, there isn't a, a time period or a duration that you can put on that because it's, it's tough losing someone. Um, but for the many lives that he's touched um, from the many different projects and walks that he was able to touch um, and get his hands on, everyone has such great things to say. And we, you know, that's such a cliche thing to say, you know, anytime someone passes, everyone always has great things to say about how close they were things like that. But mm-hmm. just the impact that this man had on countless, you know, number of people based on just the, the things that he was doing, you know, encouraging children who, you know, were, were in those terminally ill hospital wards and having a battle that no, apparently no one knew at the time that he was going through and still fighting each day, getting up, you know, recording or working 12 to 16 hours a day is just miraculous. Not to say that if you're not doing that, you know, something's wrong with you. That's not what I'm trying to say. What I'm saying is it's, it's, it's a beautiful thing when someone can create so many different pieces of arts in the midst of something so challenging and something so devastating as cancer. Um, hmm. I, I've, I've had my own personal experiences with it, you know, losing my mom at, at such a young age uh, to the same cancer that Chadwick had. So it was, it's very, it hit, you know, pretty close to home, but it would be very, it would be very inauthentic to try to take that opportunity to say, you know, I know how you feel because I, I don't, I can't say I know how his family feels because they've, they had access to him and they've had so many memories of him that I couldn't even imagine. Um, but what he left behind in what's going to be inspiring from this day moving forward is that if given the opportunity, um, you can make a, a very, 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 very safe space and you can make a very impactful, um, you can make a very impactful statement by just the, the body of work that you leave behind. Um, and you got to know that people are always watching regardless of what you're doing. Uh, there's always someone that's going to draw inspiration from your life, from your success. And at the end of the day, the the company that he kept, they all said such amazing and great things about his work ethic and just how much of a human he was. So just being a, a, a human and realizing that aside from us having all of our differences, that there is a level of compassion there's a level of self-respect. There's a level of you can do anything that you put your mind to it as as cliche as that sounds. And it doesn't it doesn't matter what you where you come from, what type of education you have or don't have, what the color of your skin is, what orientation you identify with. We all have an opportunity to leave a legacy. We all have an opportunity to inspire people and you just never know who's watching. So Chadwick, we appreciate you, man. And you gave a hope to so many people through all the work that you've done, all the things that you've done on screen and off screen. And of course you obviously inspired a, a huge generation of comic book fans. Tons. So we appreciate you, man. And yeah, you know, um, we got what we got the Disney. What, what is it? The what if, or what happened if, or I, I forgot the exact yeah, name of it. Did he record that too? Yeah, he did. I think his part was if uh, T'Challa was uh, Star Lord or something like Star that. Star Lord, I'm mistaken. I did see that. So that's gonna be dope. That's gonna be pretty huge. <laughs> I don't know how much of the pre-production they got off with Black Panther two, but you know, I I'm curious to know how they're gonna navigate those waters. It's gonna be a tough job for them to put their heads together and see what they can do. But you know, if Shuri becomes the the one to take on the mantle, amazing. If she doesn't. I'm sure they're going to figure out a great way to do it as well, but they got a tough, tough, tough job on their hands. So that pressure, I wouldn't want to put on anybody because anybody. to have to write a, such a story to open Black Panther 2 without him being in it or giving him the farewell that we would have hoped that he would have got, you know, that's yeah. that's going to require every fiber of their imagination. So 
shout out to Marvel. And I'm sure they'll do the right thing. And, you know, it's it's tough, but we appreciate everything that he did for the sake of the art that he was able to bless us with. So that's for sure, man. I'm not even going to follow that up because you said it better <laughs> than I could have, bro. <laughs> Very well put, my guy. And uh, yeah. to close out, we're going to go ahead and give our put on segments and first Dane, I'm gonna let you introduce this shout out because you actually bought a product correct oh yes so you guys might know him as Ronte Scales I know him as my cousin Ronte Scales the (laughs) the champion candle company um I ordered the Jamaican Me Crazy because I have Jamaican roots. So I wanted to I wanted to get that type of uh get that type of nostalgia into my nostrils whenever I, you know, lit the candle. But man. Whew. Uh <laughs> it, it's a and you know, I'm I've never been like a huge candle person. Um I know my wife, she's she's into, you know you know, essential oils and, you know, all this other natural stuff. And I don't, I don't knock it at all, but I've never been into candles. You know, my mom's in, my mom was in the candles. My sister was in the candles and that was cool. I was in the candles just to play with the wax, get it on my fingers and, you know, just like (laughs) do stupid stuff like that. But uh, when he told, when, you know, he posted so much about it, I was like, let me, let me check this out. So I, you know, I ordered it, I got it and I lit that bad boy up and it smells wonderful. So, Hmm. um, yeah, I mean, shout support. out to we're Yeah, shout out, shout yeah, out to we're gonna, we're gonna put the uh, link in the description of this episode to Champion Candles by our longtime classmate Dane's cousin, yeah, <laughs> Ronte Scales, Champion Candles. And I actually need to order because we got dog. I mean, we have candles. <laughs> they don't. I, I mean, I would love to support. You know, people that I know and people that are trying yeah. to do big things. So, uh, Ronte, if you're listening, I got you soon, my guy. Try to get some of these candles in. So, yeah, the link to Champion Candles will be in the description of this episode. And then the other put on segment is by my guy, Joe Williams, who I coach That's with Joe. Um, football. And also, he went to Baylor, played football at Baylor. He is uh, has his own training company here in the Waco area called area Four training personal sports training dedicated to building the whole athlete through coordination and technique. Let's Man. get better one day at a time. And I will also put the link to the description for the Instagram and Facebook. But he has a tons of videos working out with area athletes, young athletes trying to get better in their position, um, stuff like that. Tons of technique and stuff. And Joe's ba- Joe definitely knows what he's doing. Played D1 ball, um, so I wouldn't steer you guys wrong, and he's a close friend of mine. So shout out to my guy, Joe, Area 4 Training. Link in the description. And with that, my guy, go ahead and let you get to these swag, boys, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Hopefully, look, hopefully don't disappoint me. I was talking to Langston, and I was like, look, man, I remember he was only a day old and we was watching the game in the hospital bed. Your mom was in there asleep and we ended up, I think we ended up losing that game. So the running joke was he already knew what disappointment looked like within his first few <laughs> hours of life. So I was talking to him and I'm sure he didn't understand anything I was saying, or maybe he did and just didn't care. But I was like, man, oh, we get this dub tonight. If you're awake, I'm, you know, make sure you're watching it with me. But geez, man, like y'all better. I'm not saying they need to go to the Super Bowl this year. I'm not saying any of that, but I'm just saying that y'all got to put up something much better than eight and eight from last year. Cause that was just for the talent that we had. I know coaching, you know, athleticism can only get you so, get you so far. Coaching does the rest, and we didn't have much of coaching last year, but that's not an excuse because without that same coaching or with that same coaching, we mustered up eight wins. So I just hope they put it all together. Everyone stays injury-free, and we have a good game, a good clean game, and we get to see some good football um, in the trenches too. Man, I'm really excited to see about what, what Aaron Donald can do this year because he's the best player in the league, in my opinion. Um, man, did you get to watch Hard Knocks? Cause uh, I have, I'm wait, I'm going to wait until, well, is it, well, when I guess it's all done I mean, already. 
Okay, okay. That was my question. I was like, is it is it done? Is it finished yet? Because yeah, I wanted to watch it all together. They had the last episode last week. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. It was yeah, good. They I'll, did I'll the Chargers and the Rams. Yeah, I see. I see. And the worst thing about it is when you're trying not to watch something, you still end up seeing clips about it. On and I've seen so many clips yeah. about it. Uh-huh. So, but it, I mean, it was still cool just to see just the behind the scenes things. I mean, we see it every year, but when it's a team that you don't necessarily follow, and I don't follow either of those teams. So it's kind of just like, oh, right. what the heck? So, right. Um, and of course, we get, get to see my my Broncos tomorrow without Vaughn. I'm still hurting about Vaughn Miller being out, but it happens. It happens. Yeah. Man. But yeah, yeah. It's tough. Uh, tough, tough. Did they but, get the the news hit the line about? I mean, the official news hit the line about yeah. his injury. Okay. Yeah, there he already had surgery, man. He already okay. had surgery. So we'll see who what steps about up. They said we're trying. Uh, he's day to day. He's okay. a game time decision for uh, tomorrow. So we'll see. Or tonight, because this episode is dropping <laughs> Monday. <laughs> so we're in yeah, the future. Technically, is what you're saying. We're in the future. We 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 hit the time zone or time warp. Doctor Strange did. <laughs> but uh, to all our listeners, thank you so much Appreciate for tuning y'all. in. We have some good things in store, hopefully, for the podcast oh, yeah. in the future. Oh, so stay yeah. tuned, and um, hopefully you guys are continuing to enjoy the content that we put out. We really appreciate it. As always, you can find this episode on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and all of your other digital streaming platforms. Or you can head to our website, the Duo Sports and Stuff Podcast.com. Did I sound like one of those Infomercial commercial. <laughs> you gotta say it fast if you wanna be like the infomercial dudes when they try to talk, talk about the little the little small stuff. Oh yeah, the take these small pills at your own discretion because you might shrink. <laughs> you might grow an extra elbow out the middle of your forehead. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but we but we out this thing, y'all. Appreciate y'all for tuning in. Later. We appreciate you. Hey, shout out to Josh Shasi one time. That's my dog. Appreciate you, man. Josh, appreciate you, bro.